Good morning, I'm Jeremy Melanson, and this is your NBA Daily Recap for Saturday, February 2nd, Groundhog Day. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Recap underscore NBA. This podcast is a part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Check out our free app with all the shows from across the network available in your app store. There's NBA content as well as NFL, WWE, fantasy sports, and pop culture pods. That's the Pulse Podcast Network, keeping your finger on the pulse. Alright guys, uh, just got to quickly run over some old news before we get into this mammoth 12-game schedule from last night. Um, it's not really old news, it's just that I missed it yesterday. As I said uh, in yesterday's pod, my computer crashed and I was kind of freestyling, so I missed a couple of things. Uh, quickly, uh, everybody probably knows this by now, but D'Angelo Russell was named a All-Star Reserve uh, in place of Victor Oladipo. And also, uh, the Chicago Bulls waived Carmelo Anthony. They also traded a 2020 second-round pick and cash for Timothy Lawawu Cabrero of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, what this deal does is it fills the roster spot the Bulls opened up by waving Melo. And uh, for OKC, it saves them money on their luxury tax bill, which they're already fairly deep into. But they do have one roster spot that still needs to be filled in, in OKC. So look for them to be on the market for potentially maybe a buyout guy uh, a little bit later in the year. Or... Uh, Whatever comes up from the trade deadline, somebody could find find themselves looking for a team. Uh, and then the same thing goes for Melo. He's going to be probably waiting it out until the, the uh, smoke settles from the trade deadline and uh, the dust settles, I guess. And then he, uh, he'll, he'll probably find his role if it's not with the Lakers. Um, all right, now let's look at these 12 mammoth game schedule from Saturday night. First one we're going to look at is the Clippers in Detroit to play the Pistons. And Pistons fans... If you don't know how this game went, and uh, don't even bother listening. Honestly, it's just going to ruin your day. Go back to bed. Shut this off. I don't care. If I was you, I wouldn't want to hear this. Detroit scored 40 points in the first quarter of this game, and then they scored 36 in the entire second half. The Clippers made their biggest regular season comeback in franchise history. They were down 25 in the second quarter. It was 83-60 to 60 in the third, and then they came back to tie it at 89. If you can't add that one up quick, it's a 29-6 run. Then, yeah, and then, Lou Williams railed off 16 straight points for the Clippers' next run, and that put them up 107-96. They finished this one winning 111-101. Detroit responds to their saddest win of the season with their saddest loss of the season. Detroit's starters outscored the Clippers in this one 84-31, but their bench was outscored 80-17. Jeepers. Lou Williams finished this one with 39 points and 9 assists, 3 rebounds. Mike Scott had 15 points. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 14 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and 3 steals. The only Clipper starter in double figures. Boban had a double-double, 10 and 10. And Montrez Harrell had 16 and 7. Um, I might have mentioned this one once before, I believe, on this podcast. But I started uh, podcasting covering the Pistons, and I couldn't do it anymore. I was too bummed out. These guys just the worst losses this year. And the fan base is just depressed and angry. And I feel for you guys. I really do. Uh, it's it's been tough. From the Detroit side of the game, Reggie Jackson, he has been playing all right the last couple. He had 29 points with 7 assists. Uh, he attempted 22 field goals in this one. Reggie Bullock had 19 points. Andre Drummond had 12 points, 11 rebounds, 3 blocks, and 2 steals. And Blake had 24 points, 11 rebounds, and 6 assists. 
Next one we're going to look at was the Milwaukee Bucks in Washington to play the Wizards. And this one was a bit of a blowout. Uh, off the start of the game, Thomas Sedaransky got this one off on the right foot, posterizing Brooke Lopez on a fast break for the and one. And I mean posterized him. Check this one out. Um, if you check out my feed, at recap underscore NBA on Twitter, I retweeted uh, from the NBA's version of this one because they slow it down and watch for the jaws. Watch for the players on the Bucks bench. Their jaws drop. The fans sitting up behind them, everybody's jaws just drop. They did not. They didn't know that Sadoransky had this in him, and I guarantee Brooke Lopez didn't know either. But he does now. Anyway, that dunk gave Washington a 4-0 lead, and then uh, Mike Budenholzer called a timeout, and. Uh, that was pretty much it. After that one, Sadoransky made the free throw, but the Bucks responded with a 20-6 run. They led by 23 at halftime, and they were up by 32 in the third. Milwaukee took this one 132-115. to 115. It was their third win in a row. Brooke Lopez had 21 points with 6 boards, 2 blocks, and 2 steals. Giannis had 37 points and 10 rebounds. George Hill had 13 points and 4 steals. Chris Middleton had 20 points, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists. Tony Snell had 10 points with 5 assists, getting the start in this one. Uh, as Eric Bledsoe sat out, and Malcolm Brogdon had 15 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. From the Wizards' side of the game, Otto Porter had 18 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 steals, getting his role back in the starting lineup for this one. Sadoransky finished with 10 points, 6 assists, and 5 rebounds, as well as a block and a steal. Bradley Beal had 24 points, Jeff Green had 20, Trevor Ariza had 20 points, 6 boards, and 4 assists, and Thomas Bryant had 12 points with 4 rebounds and a block. Next one we're going to look at was the Chicago Bulls in Charlotte to play the Hornets. Charlotte led by uh, led by something, I guess I missed a typo there, after the first quarter, but the Bulls came out firing in the second, outscoring Charlotte by 10 in that quarter. Uh, Bobby Portis was on fire in, in the first half of this game. He scored 22 in the second quarter. He finished the first half with 28 points on 12 of 16 shooting. Charlotte was behind 100-99 with 8 minutes left, and then the best player on the floor stepped up. Kemba scored 9 straight points, and the Hornets took this one 125-118, their 5th straight win at home. Kemba had 37 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds, as well as 4 3-pointers. Malik Monk had 18 points with 5 assists. He's averaging 17 over his last 4. Nick Batum had 16 points with 5 boards. Marvin Williams had 13 points. Uh, Jeremy Lamb had 13 points with 9 boards, and Miles Bridges also with 13 points. Bobby Portis finished this one with 33. He didn't get too much going in the second half. They started to double-team him after that. Uh, 30, 33-9 for Portis. Larry Markinen, 30 points with 9 rebounds of his own. Zach Levine had 18-5, returning after the missing the last game. Uh, Shaq Harrison, Big Shaq, had 10 points, and that's it for double figures on that side of the game. Next one we're going to look at was also a blowout. The Orlando Magic hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn isn't a team really that gets blown out that often. Uh, Kenny Atkinson's guys always play hard for him, but they just couldn't get their offense going in this one. Won't waste too much time on it because there was just too many games to cover. Orlando took this one 102-89, and the Magic have now won two in a row. For the Magic, Nikola Vucevic, all-star, 24 points and 12 rebounds. He also had three blocks and a steal. Jonathan Isaac, a second straight double-double, and I think only the third of the season. He had 10 points, 12 rebounds, three steals, and three blocks. A great defensive specialist. DJ Augustine had 12 points with eight assists. Evan Fournier had 16. Wesley, uh, I don't even know how to say his name, and I know how to say most guys' names. Iwindu, he had uh, 10 points and six rebounds. Aaron Gordon had 15 points with five assists. And I know what i got to do now today is get that guy's name down. 
From the net side of the game, D'Angelo Russell had 23 points and 6 assists. Ed Davis had 11 points with 16 rebounds. Shabazz Napier had 15 points, and nobody else on the Nets was able to get into double figures. Next one we'll look at was the Indiana Pacers in Miami, and this one featured possibly the worst quarter of basketball all season long. Um, after Miami won the first quarter by six, Indiana took the second by five to keep it close, but Indiana opened it up in the third, outscoring Miami by eight, but then came the fourth quarter. Both teams scored 11 points each in the entire fourth quarter. It took three minutes for Miami to get a basket, and it took Indiana five minutes to get a basket. But lucky for Indiana, they won that third quarter, and that's what got them through this one. They took the victory home 95-88. to Pacers end a four-game losing streak. Boyan Bogdanovich had 31 points with seven rebounds. Miles Turner had 14-5 and with two blocks and two steals. Thad Young had 11 points, nine rebounds, four assists, and three steals. Darren Collison had 20 points with six assists. And DeMontis Sabonis had just 7 points, but he also had 10 rebounds and 3 steals and a block. For the Heat side of the game, D-Wade, vintage D-Wade, 21 points, 6 rebounds and 4 assists, all-star D-Wade. Kelly Olenek, a second straight uh, good game for him. He had 14 with 7, uh, seven rebounds, 2 steals and a block. Josh Richardson had 14 points, and Hassan Whiteside had a 19.14 rebound double-double. Next one we'll look at was the Dallas Mavericks in Cleveland to play the Cavaliers. Dallas was still without the four players they acquired in the trade from New York. And they only had nine guys dressed for this one. But that didn't matter because Luka Mania ran wild all over Cleveland. He had 28 points in the first half, just scoring at will. But it was actually in the second half when he hit the bench that the rest of his teammates stepped up and provided the push that uh, Dallas needed to get them past the Cavaliers in this one. They took the victory 111-98 on the road. And it was just the Mavs' sixth road win in 27 of those games this year. Luka finished with 35 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, and a steal. Maxi Kleber had 10 points and 9 rebounds, 2 blocks, and a steal starting at center. Um, Ryan Brokoff, 12 points for the Mavs. Harrison Barnes had 17 and 5. And Jalen Brunson also started the game. He had 15, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. From the Cavs' side of the game, Larry Nance Jr. had a double-double off the bench, 11 points and 12 rebounds. He also had two steals and a block. Alec Burks had 11 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 steals. Chetty Osman had 10 points, but he left the game and did not return. Uh, David Nwaba had 12, his first game playing uh, in quite a while. I'm not sure if it was this season or not, but he's been out for a bit. Jordan Clarkson had 19 points, and Colin Sexton had 13 points on some very, very, very horrible shooting. Next game we're going to look at was uh, supposed to be the marquee matchup of the day. The Los Angeles Lakers were at Oracle Arena to play the Golden State Warriors, and as you probably heard, there was no LeBron for this one. He sat it out, citing load management, and he apparently came out, uh, woke up sore after playing 40 minutes versus the Clippers in his first game back. 40 minutes is a lot to play in your first game back, though. Uh, the Warriors took charge in the first quarter, outscoring LA by 9, and it seemed as though they would just roll, uh, roll away on this one. But the Lakers fought back in the second and third quarters, and they went down into the fourth down just two uh, before Golden State held them to only 15 points in the fourth quarter. The Warriors and, honestly, all of Oracle Arena didn't really seem to get up for this game, and it might have been possibly the absence of LA's best player uh, that you know didn't really get them into the game. But a Boogie Cousins demoralizing poster slam on Kyle Kuzma in the back end of the third quarter, followed by trash-talking and a technical on Boogie, ignited the Warriors and their home crowd. And uh, they picked up the victory in this one, 115-101. Boogie had his first double-double of the season, 
And uh, before the game, JaVale McGee received his championship ring from last season uh, from former teammate Andre Iguodala. Iguodala had 17 points in this one, actually. And uh, four assists, three boards, a steal, and a block. Clay had 28 points with five rebounds. Kevin Durant had 21, 11, and 5. Boogie had 18 and 10 to get that double-double. He also had two blocks. Draymond Green only had four points, three rebounds, but he also had seven assists, three blocks, and a steal. And Steph Curry never made his first basket until midway through the third quarter, but he finished the game with 14 points on 15 field goal attempts. From the Lakers' side of the game, Brandon Ingram had 20 points for them. Ivica Zubac had 10 points and 9 rebounds and a pair of blocks. Rajon Rondo, 12 points, 11 assists, and 8 rebounds. Contavious Caldwell-Pope had 12 and 6, getting the start with LeBron out. Kyle Kuzma had 13, and Lance Stevenson, 10 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. Next one we're going to look at, the Pelicans were in San Antonio to play the Spurs. And the highlight of this game, actually, it came with uh, came within the first uh, in the first three minutes of the game, when another bat started flying around the arena and uh, around the players that were on the floor. They had to stop play. Rudy Gay ran for cover behind a referee. Lamarcus Aldridge threw the ball at the bat, but then a hero came running out. The Spurs Coyote mascot ran out dressed as Batman with a net, and on his second diving attempt, he was able to apprehend the bat and, and hopefully take it to safety. The Spurs won all of the first three quarters in this one and then had to fight off a late charge by the Pelicans in the fourth. It looked as though it was garbage time with the Spurs up 22, but then the Pelicans went on a 25-4 run, bringing the game within three and forcing Popovich to bring his starters back in. Uh, New Orleans got within three, as I just said, with 38 seconds left, but the, uh, Timmy Frazier missed a three down the stretch and then DeRozan closed the game out with a pair of free throws. The Spurs took this one 113-108, the Pelicans were still without most of their decent players. Chuck Diallo stepped up for them, though. He had 13 points and 8 rebounds. Also a steal in the block. Jaleel Okafor. Jaleel Okafor, watch. <laughs> he had 6 points this time, but he also had 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks, and a steal. Frank Jackson had a career-high 25 points for the Pels. Kenrick Williams, continuing to play well, had 12 points and 8 rebounds for them. Tim Frazier had 9 points. Uh, 8 assists, 4 rebounds, and 2 steals. Ian Clark had 15 points. Drew Holiday had 15 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. And Darius Miller had 11. From the Spurs side of the game, Marco Bellinelli had 17 off the bench. LaMarcus Aldridge had 25 with 14 rebounds. Rudy Gay had 17 points with 8 rebounds. Bryn Forbes had 12 points. DeMar DeRozan had 13 points with 6 rebounds, 5 assists. And Patty Mills had 12 points off the bench. Next one we're going to look at was the Denver Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And this is the closest I could actually throw a spoiler out. Uh, this was a pretty close game down the stretch. Minnesota finished the first quarter with a 9-point lead, only to watch it slowly fade away through the rest of the game. Denver outscored Minnesota 6 in the second and then 4 in the third to enter the fourth quarter up 1 point. We'll fast forward to a minute left in the game. Denver was up by 1 after a Timberwolves basket. Jokic steps out of bounds to inbound after the basket. And he fires a one-handed full-court pass to the only nugget on the other side of the floor, Malik Beasley. None of the Timberwolves saw it coming in time. Beasley caught the ball and laid it in without even having to dribble it. Go check this one out. It was phenomenal. Uh, Luol Deng missed a corner three late, and, and then that was it for this one. Denver took out the victory, 107-106. Coach Mike Malone uh, sealed his spot to coach the Western Conference All-Stars in the All-Star game this year. Uh, surely be the first time for that for him. 
Uh, from the Denver side of the game, Malik Beasley had 22 points, continuing to play well in a start. Monty Morris had 17 points, 10 assists, and 7 rebounds, continuing to play phenomenal as the uh, Nuggets are without Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. Trey Lyles had 19 points with 6 rebounds. Will Barton had 20 points. And speaking of Nicole, Nikola Jokic, 13 points, 16 rebounds, and 10 assists. He didn't shoot well, but he does the other things well. Carl Anthony Towns, uh, unfortunately, was great in this one. I say unfortunate because he lost. 31 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists with 2 steals and a block. Jared Bayless, continuing to start at point guard, had 15 and 10. Andrew Wiggins had just 10 points in this one. Gorgie Dang had 10 points with 5 rebounds. And Luol Dang had 11 points. Uh, the Timberwolves got Derrick Rose back for this one. He played just 20 minutes. He had 8 points with 5 assists. Next one we're going to look at was a blowout. And it was a blowout that I actually was quite surprised about. Um, Houston was in Utah on the second night of that tough back-to-back. And James Harden was back to his old tricks. He extended his 30-point game streak to 26 games. Now that's the third longest streak of 30-point games in NBA history. The second and first place streaks both belong to Wilt Chamberlain, and they are 31 games and 65 games. So Harden has a legit chance, you know, five more games, and he could tie Wilt for second all time. Whether he gets to 65 or not is... we will see. We're not going to go through this one too much, though. Uh, As I said, it was a blowout. There was no CP3 in this one for the Rockets, but Harden brought the fire. 43 points for James, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, and now get this, 6 steals and 4 blocks. That's one of the lines of the year. That's just insane. The fact that he can come up with these defensive numbers at that level while he's put, do, uh, carrying the offense is just insane. That, that's, that's MVP. Gerald Green had 25 points with 7 triples. Kenneth Fareed double-doubled, 16 points and 12 rebounds. Austin Rivers had 16 points with 5 assists and a couple of steals. And James Ennis had 10 points with 5 rebounds. For the Utah side of the game, Derek Favors... Uh, oh, that wasn't very... Oh, Favors, yeah. He only had 4 points and 3 rebounds, but he had 5 blocks in this one. Uh, Rudy Gobert had 10 points and 13 rebounds, 2 blocks and a steal. Donovan Mitchell had 26 points, 9 assists and 6 rebounds, but did not shoot the ball very well. Royce O'Neal had 10 points and 6 rebounds. Jay Crowder had 11 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 steals, and Joe Ingles had 11 points. Next one we're going to look at was maybe one of the better games of the night. Um, The Atlanta Hawks were in Phoenix to play the Suns, the 12th place team in the East versus the 15th place team in the West, but uh, it was a fairly close game and it would have been good for enjoying some up-and-coming promising talent. After uh, 10 lead changes and 11 ties, Atlanta took a 1-point lead into halftime. In the third quarter, Phoenix built their biggest lead of the game, going up 84-76, but Atlanta closed the quarter with a 10-4 run to bring the game within two. It stayed tight throughout the fourth quarter until there were about four minutes left when Atlanta went on a 15-4 run, sparked by John Collins and Trey Young, and the Hawks took the victory, 118-112. Collins finished the game with 35 points, 16 rebounds. Dwayne Dedman had 11 points with three blocks. Kevin Huerta had 10 points with seven rebounds, five assists, and two steals. Trey Young had 27 points, seven rebounds, and eight assists, and four three-pointers. And from the Sun side of the game, Devin Booker had 32 points, 10 assists, and 8 rebounds. He also had 4 threes. Mikhail Bridges had 20 points with 5 triples, 4 rebounds, and 3 steals. Kelly Oubre Jr. had 11 points and 6 boards. He also had 4 steals and a block. Josh Jackson had 25 points, 3 steals and a block. Ellie Okobo had 9 points, but he also had 11 assists. And DeAndre Ayton 
back. He had 13 points and 11 rebounds to go with a steal and a block. All right, finally, we're on the last game of the night for this one. Uh, yep, I'm already over 20 minutes. That's the first time, I think, for this podcast ever. Uh, but that's what happens when you have a 12-game slate. The Philadelphia 76ers on the second night of a back-to-back in the opposing conference playing the Sacramento Kings, and the Kings pounced early in this one. They took a 10-point lead into the half, but uh, late into the game, Jimmy Butler scores 18 points in the fourth quarter and gets the Sixers to within one point with four and a half minutes left, but the Kings closed out on an 11-5 run led by six points in that run from Buddy Heald. Heald hit a career-high seven three-pointers in this one and helped get the Kings the victory, 115-108. Buddy finished the game with 34 points, six rebounds, and three assists. Willie Cauley-Stein had 19-9 with a pair of steals. De'Aaron Fox had 19 points and eight assists with three steals. Marvin Bagley had 14 points and 13 rebounds. From the Sixers' side of the game, Jimmy Butler finished the game with 29 points. He also had four three-pointers, seven assists, four rebounds, and two steals. Joel Embiid had 29 points and 17 rebounds. And Ben Simmons had 22 points, eight rebounds, and four assists. The Sixers were without Wilson Chandler and J.J. Redick for this one. And that was a massive 12-game schedule from Saturday. There are only three games on today, Super Bowl Sunday, and they all start and end early. The first one is the Memphis Grizzlies in New York to play the Knicks at the Garden. Memphis is favored by one and a half, but uh, it's still questionable whether the Knicks will have Dennis Smith. Or, sorry, also Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, the guys they just traded for. Mike Conley is questionable for Memphis. Garrett Temple is doubtful, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is probable. Kyle Anderson is going to be out again. Next game is the Oklahoma City Thunder at Boston, and this should be a good one. Aaron Baines is out with a foot contusion for the Celtics. Everybody else is good to go. Boston's favored by three and a half, so this should be a nice tight game. And the last game for today, Super Bowl Sunday. The LA Clippers are in Toronto to play the Raptors. Danilo Gallinari is doubtful as he's been out uh, lately for these guys. Um, We can watch and see if Patrick Beverly can lead the team in rebounds again, but... uh, this, on the surface, seems like it could be a good game, but Toronto's actually favored by 10.5 in this one. And those are the three games that are on for today, Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody have a great day. Shoutouts to the Pulse Podcast Network. Peace.